Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery free in terms of apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Red Star Trent and our first live stream uh, as we discuss the 1-1 draw away at Molyneux. Welcome everyone in the chat and everyone who's listening on or watching at a later time. Uh, the six of you joining us on an early Sunday morning at nine o'clock is uh, pleasant to see you all. Uh, no Christian Brown today, sadly. He's away gallivanting in Paris, I believe. I'm joined ever as uh, by Lee Clark and Reese Lane. Um, Unfortunately, no Christian and Nico Williams. There's an absolute stormer, guys, and I, I'm I'm so disappointed. But um, let's go through the team first of all. Reese, uh, seven changes. Steve Cooper reined them in. Uh, Matt Turner, Nico Williams, Willie Bolly, Musa Niakate, Ryan Yates, Checo Kiate, Morgan Gibbs White, all restored to the starting lineup for Vlakadimos, Ola Ena, Felipe Dominguez, Singare, Callum Hudson Odoi, and Origi. Safe to say. The group chat wasn't that positive initially. What was your initial thoughts, honestly? Um, honestly, well, surprised, I think, to see as many changes in the sense that we're trying to get some continuity, are we? But, um, yeah, um, I, I think it's probably more of the fact that, you know, we've hardly seen Czech Yukiate and Nico Wounds have with the Caesars is too out of there, uh, the seven changes. Something I will note, though, is... Um, Six out of them seven changes were all here last season, apart from the goalkeeper. So is that, I think, a case of, you know, this team spirit we had last season where it's got us over the line to stay? Or as Steve thought, yeah, you know what, I'm going to go with these lads. I know what they're going to give me. Um, and as we'll come on to talk about, they gave him 100% all of them. Um, yeah, I was obviously a bit surprised by the amount of changes, but as well, a change of formation back to... Uh, the five-three-two, which made us look a lot more solid. Um, it was just at times we struggled a little bit to get out, didn't we? Which was um, a shame. But when you're in the predicament that we're in, it's kind of little baby steps. So, um, yeah, a bit unconvinced at first, but yeah, as we'll discuss, very pleased with the effort what was shown really because the last two games have been, as we've said, pretty disgraceful. Yesterday was chalk and cheese from the last two in terms of. Work right for sure, Lee, Lee. I do want you to chip in, obviously, because on the timeline of 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 X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, it was pandemonium. It kind of seemed like, oh, Steve Cooper's gone a big fu to the board. Um, kind of there was some people murmuring saying it's an insult to the travelling fans, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It was a lesson taught to those who kind of say we say down tools, don't we, or whatever in football it is um, because of the performance on Wednesday. What what was your initial thoughts? I don't really know. I didn't really have any. I, I was just more stunned by the team selection, to be fair. Um, yeah, it was certainly it was certainly uh, different. I think I was more chuffed that he'd gone back to the three central defenders. Um, 
I, I don't know, like I said yesterday on my social media platforms, that um, yeah, I think that's the that's the shape for us. Certainly, while a one year's not fit, that's that's the shape for us. I think, um, and I'll, I'll I'll kind of die on that hill with that one. So yeah, I was more pleased he'd done that. Um, but yeah, I was just shocked. I mean, it was I think after that performance in midweek, it was the time to do something quite drastic and. I don't know. It's. I think Cooper might have a little regret this morning, perhaps, that he's not tried to go back to those three centre-halves um, a little bit sooner. I, I mean, I say that using a lot of hindsight, of course, but yeah, I just think Cooper does favour that. I think if, if Cooper does eventually leave Forest, I think he will go somewhere and he will use that system quite often. I just think that's his go-to. Um, and like I say, I just am a little bit surprised that he's not reverted to type a little bit sooner with with his his preferred formation, to be honest, I think it, I think sometimes for me, it's if you play if you've got a one year available, you don't want him drifting out wide as two wide strikers almost. Though that's mm. that was my issue with it. Almost you want him down the centre, but I, I, I kind of get it. It does play to our strengths, especially. I'm going to stick with you, Lee, because that's what I was intentionally going to do. But I, I, I thought I'd get your thoughts on the on the starting lineup. But full back to full back, Nico Williams at right wing back. Great ball in, Tuffalo attacks it. It's a surprising one hit against Wolves, or, or is it? I don't know. Thoughts? Yeah, it's a very trendy goal. I think I listened to an interview with uh, Klopp's assistant, is it Pep Linders? And yes. um, he said that's something that top European clubs are now working on. It's a, it's a it's a very modern day way to score a goal. I think if you remember the England goal in the Euros final, that was wing back to wing back. Um and yeah, it was. It's this is what I'm saying about this system. I think when we're struggling for goals, a lot of people come come at me and say, "Oh, that's that's going even negative." It's not because you're getting two extra. Look at our championship promotion winning team. We constantly had two extra players in every attack because Spence and Colback were driving forward or low if he was playing. So yeah, it's just a. It was nice to see that come to fruition because. When we haven't got someone who's, you know, putting their hand up and scoring eight to ten goals, you need other players to chip in. Um, and and by utilising this system, hopefully we can score a few more goals with, you know, those wing backs. I mean, Williams. One criticism I've always had of Williams. I'm not going to overegg this because I'm sure we'll come on to the player ratings and stuff. But one criticism I always have, have had of him is that his end product is sometimes lacking. And yesterday, his his end product was largely brilliant. To be fair. And all you ask from a new player, uh, from a young player, sorry, is that they continue to improve. Um, and yeah, his end product was good. I, I know that one swallow doesn't make a summer, I suppose. But yeah, it, it was good to see. To say he's not played for ages as well, there was no no real signs of ring rust, I didn't think. Um, and yeah, the ball he put in for the, for the goal was uh, was magnificent, to be honest. Yeah. Reese uh, Wolves obviously come back into it and then and, and equalised about 15 minutes later through Matthias Cunha. Do you, do you think there was anything that we could have really done about the goal or or do you think it was quite a well-worked? At the time, I thought it was really well-worked goal and, and kind of one of those where you you lose maybe a bit, you, you, track, you track your runner a bit better there. But I thought overall, I don't think we could have done much about it, to be honest. Yeah, there was a little bit of ball watching, wanted from a few players. Um, we've always got to obviously go from our perspective being Forest fans. So there's always, with every, I think pretty much every goal, you can say there's something you could have done better. From If we're going from like a Wolves perspective, you'd probably say, yeah, that's a really well-worked goal. And it's something we spoke about on previous pods, haven't we? We haven't really been cut open by teams. It's always seems to be our error as well. You could probably file that goal in. It's a well-worked move. We could do some things a bit better with tracking runners, etc. But it's it's quite well-worked and you, you you can't really be pointing the finger at someone in particular there and say, yeah, it's all your fault. You know what I mean? So, hmm. yeah, I mean, my heart sank a little bit when that went in because I thought, you know, here we go again. This is going to be the start of a collapse. But to be fair, I don't think Wolves, I think Turner made pretty much one save all game after that, which was the one in the second half from Cunha down low, which ironically was on the back of our mistake, Amarillo's mistake, wasn't it? So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure when Steve analyzes it with the players, um, they'll be talking points of, you know, people could have tracked runners, etc. But you know, yeah, I'm not going to go over the top on that goal. It was um, well worked from their perspective, I'd say. 
Yeah. Uh, Lee, just before half time, anyone but Checo Kiate closes Max Kilman down and goes through one on one. And you kind of think well, he's got a nosebleed going up there, hasn't he? But should he do better? Does he could he take another touch to maybe shoot, or does he have to shoot first time because of Matt Dawson being present there? Or, or, or how do you see it? Because I think like a, a more thinking forward player than that, I think we're probably going to one up at half time potentially. Craig Dawson, you mean? Yeah, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it, like you've hit the nail on the head. Anyone but him. Um, you d- just don't want him in that position, do you? Um, yeah, firm nosebleed territory, and it, it probably would be a little bit harsh because he's just not used to that sort of thing. Um, I think it'd be harsh, harsh to say he should have done better. I suppose. I don't know. He, he could have clearly done better, but it, you're talking Cheku Kuyate in that area of the pitch. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to bash him too much for that. I just wish it had been a different player because, like you say, we probably would have gone in with our noses ahead if uh, if it had been. At least, what I liked was at least there was the intent to go and press. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah we, That's that's something that we we were doing so well against. Like, when we played Aston Villa a couple of weeks ago, and we was pressing so high, and then like that kind of gone. But yesterday, Kiate was like a man on a mission. I thought, which we, I thought is still a positive, isn't it? We said that on the last pod, didn't we? About if we press teams, you'll force them into mistakes. That was a prime example. Mm-hmm. You know, yesterday he made that himself, didn't he, Kuyate? And a yeah. little bit of, I think he just needed a little bit of loft on it, didn't he? Because Saar had kind of committed, really, that he was yeah, going to put it along the floor. So, yeah. Well, second half, Reese, um, Forrest come out. I thought we were excellent second half. I mean, we'll, we might get into that a little bit more, but I thought we really piled the pressure on Wolves without really doing too much harm. But we we, we spoke briefly just before we went went uh, live and that um, about Anthony Langer's chance. I thought at the time he was offside. You were quite you weren't quite sure, but I should I thought he should have at least scored and then gave VAR a decision to make. Really, what what was your thoughts on it? Yeah, it was it was very tight. I think there was there was a flick on one in there. I think it Ryan Yates flicked it on. Um, but you know, like you say, obviously VAR would have a look at that. Yeah, he's just got to stick it in the back of the net. And he's he's probably gone with a bit too much power and tried to kind of blast it in rather than just. Like we just spoke about the Kuyate goal, a bit of loft, and then you you hit the roof of the net, similar to kind of what Jack Colback did at Sheffield United a couple of he's seasons one of, ago. He's one of the most frustrating players we've got, I feel. Yeah. He's got so much potential. Yeah. You can see why Man United let and, him go. Well, can you with the wingers they've got at the minute? Um, <laughs> yeah, I get you. You know, he's still young. He's still only, he's, he's 21, Alanga, I think, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you can see the potential. Um, and you can see at times that potential pays off. Um, you know, there's, there has been times this season where he's scored a few goals, anti the Brighton, West Ham, Chelsea, really good finish. And then there is times like yesterday where he should have slotted Morgan Gibbs-White and in the first half, Gibbs-White would have been clean through in front of the South Bank, which would have been um, nice if he just smashed one in in front of them. But yeah, you, 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 with young players, I don't, again, I don't want to go over the top and start absolutely bashing them, you know, um, it's just about making the right decisions more often than not. So I think that's something he's got to work on because you can clearly see he's got ability and potential, but, you know, potential is always one of them buzzwords in football, isn't it? Loads of players have got potential, but you've got to unlock that potential. You know, how many players have been, oh yeah, he's got potential, but they actually don't ever do anything. So, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think he's he's doing some good things and he's doing some... Things what you, what I'm sure as well as a as a professional, we want to improve them. But again, you just got to give the lad time. But yeah, you, that instance yesterday, what we will revert back to when we first start to the conversation. Yeah, you just stick that in the net, don't you? And let, let the VAR make a decision. Definitely, Lee. A, <laughs> I'm giving you all the misses basically. Um, I know I know Toffolo scored in the first half, but again, not really someone you want to get on the end of this sort of chance, but. How does he miss? I mean, it's fantastic work from Nico Williams yet again to, put the ball, to, to win the ball, to then cross the ball. And, and then, yeah, Toffolo's got a... If he hits a target, we're pretty much going to win 2-1. You'd hope, you hope, anyway. I just feel sorry for him. It, I'll tell you how he misses. He's just so little. It, that That is the only reason he misses. <laughs> if, he, if, he's a full, if he's like a couple of inches taller, it, it, it's an easy header. Um 
Oh, I feel a bit sorry for him. He's, he, he knows he should score. You could see the look on his face that he, he still thinks he should have scored. But he's missed because he's so little. He just can't quite get the, the leverage he needs to get high enough to make it a simple header. Um, but yeah, he should score. I mean, I, I thought he was in. I, I was up. Um, but yeah, this is what it is. Uh, like, like you say, you can't bash him too much. He did score the goal that got us a point. But yeah, he should score. And I think it's a bit like the Kriate one we've just spoke about. If it's any other player that's a little bit taller. Um, it's just an easy header. Um, but yeah, great work from Williams again. Um, Go on, Lee. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it was just yeah, great work in the corner. Like we've said, if you press teams, at, to get your rewards at this level, you've got to press teams and Wolves have been playing well. I don't, I don't think, a lot of people saying, oh, Wolves were quite poor. Well, they were, but they've not been playing poorly. They're in pretty decent form. So, and that's against an informed side on their, their home patch. So, yeah, if you press teams, you get rewards, and and that's got to be the mantra going forward. I think um, as we look for a win, the the two chances we had, it would have been nice if they were swapped around because Kuyate is a yeah. big guy, and Tierney had just headed that down, and Toffolo we, we could have whipped the other one with his left foot. But yeah, they're unbeaten in six, I think now. Wolves at home, yeah, and there we go. as we spoke on the last pod, they've drew with Villa, drew with Newcastle, beat City, beat, yeah, Spurs. beat Spurs. So they've got some really good results in there. I mean, the the bloke who's Triple captain Toffolo for the weekend in fantasy football will be will be fuming. You know it's happened somewhere in this country. But um, obviously we we got the draw in the end. Wolves did come back into it, made a few kind of tried to put the pressure on, but without really like testing Turner. Apart from that one chance Reese mentioned earlier, um, another another uh, another opportunity missed in terms of we've dropped points yet again from a winning position. Though I think that's a bit clutching almost by how the game went, in, in all honesty. But important to stop the rot, would you say, Reese? Yeah, yeah, I guess I guess so. I mean, if we wasn't under, let's let's be completely honest here, if it wasn't under all this media talk and pressure, it would have been a good point yesterday. You know, Wolves, Wolves are pretty solid at home. They're halfway up the league. As I've said, you know, there's a lot better sides have gone there and, and come away with defeats and draws. So... It's just that we kind of needed that win, didn't we? Because all the pressure is on us at the minute. But um, was it nice to start the rot? I don't, I, to be honest, I don't know at the minute. Maybe we'll, we'll see come Friday night. We'll see in the next two back-to-back home games, won't we? I guess will be the barometer for that if it's good enough to start the rot. Because, you know, if it was to get beat on Friday night, it kind of, all this talk is back again. I mean, all the talk's still there, but, you know, it, it intensifies a lot more. And then you look in as well with... A game after Spurs, we were at home to Bournemouth, and a lot of fans will think, "Oh, yeah, we should be winning that." Well, Bournemouth are flying at the minute, so that's two months ago. That would have been probably a home banker. Nah, Bournemouth will probably start that game as favourites. To be honest with the bookies, I I, I hate to say it. I personally think, in grand scheme of things, you've got to look at how close we've been slipping to the bottom three, and I think that instantly makes it a good point because we're not that many points away. One win again, and the landscape of the league table just looks completely that you know clearer, and it just looks nicer in our favour. Um, I actually think it's only a good point if Luton don't get anything against City today. I think it, keeping another team down there. Um, Again, we're already talking about other teams helping us out, aren't we? But I just, <laughs> I just think in the grand scheme of things, you, obviously Everton could have gone above us if we'd not got a point yesterday. They could be straight above us today, um, but they can't now. So it's it's just keeping a clutch of teams below us. Um, I, just, I just think that's that's what instantly makes it a pretty decent point yesterday. Spe- I think- speaking of Luton, sorry, Adam. <laughs> we'll, I think we'll go back to that game all season long, won't we? Because mm. that was just a massive catalyst for everything that's kind of gone sour, really, because you, you're another three points above them, because that's what the turnaround would have been. What would it have been? Seven, eight points to clear the drop zone? And then kind of mm. a lot of this pressure is extinguished, you'd say, a bit. You can almost say there's a lot of like butterfly effects in that game, because if like Sangare scores that chance, that gives him huge confidence. We win the yeah. game, that gives yeah. us like huge confidence, because it's like a convincing win at the end. If you if you, if Wood still carries on scores two goals after Sangare scores that chance it's one of those isn't it but I thought last season I think Colin Frey mentioned this actually like last season when we went on a bit of a a bit of a rotten run we got a draw against um, Brighton I know it was a bit more dogged than what it was yesterday but kind of draw similarities in, in some instances but the problem is is now is 
we're on a bad run in our second season and Cooper's it's like almost like third chance saloon. So it's kind of, that's how I kind of see it. So it's a difficult one, but I've got a question for you, but we are going to get into some slept on it forks first. Red side of the Trent. <laughs> slept on it thoughts. So, Carl Booth, finally a bit of fight free at the back, certainly limited defensive errors. It will limit us going forward, but at least haven't shipped five. Hopefully, this sends a message to the players that decide to have a day off at Fulham of what's needed in the Premier League. Tricky leaks. Uh, one win in 12, not good enough for any manager uh, in any league. It's nothing personal, it's business, and he understands that. NFFC are in a relegation form. Premier Elliot, very mature display for our wing-backs. In normal circumstances, a point away is a good result. Turner's growing his beard and now looks like uh, a jarl in Skyrim. I don't know what that is, Premier Elliot. I'm not sure what that is. Um, can I also take this opportunity to compliment Lee on his Christmas tree? It's lovely. Yeah, you can see it in the live stream, guys. It's it's lovely. Uh, Deck Parsons, Nico Williams was brilliant today. Back five suits us so much more. But Cooper is still gone, unfortunately, and I actually think it might be the correct decision. Matt Gutteridge, I think we roughly know who are the bad apples in the squad now. Red Tricky Lee, um, a good point, especially when I saw the team. Really good from Nico and Toff. Probably should have nicked it with the guilt edge chances we missed, but a draw at the fair result. I do think Coops is done and should be done soon and stop it dragging on. It's like shooting Bambi's mum. Uh, Caponosity, word in passion. Uh, Cooper fans out, points enough, question mark, second-hand opinions, owner, options, chances, salad. I don't know why I put salad, but okay. Uh, Joe Weisel, what a game by Nico, took the team on his back. Uh, Sammy Slack, if that's Coop's last one, they did him proud. Williams was class, and if we could finish, we could have won. Uh, BJ Crabtree, easy to rise up with the backs against the wall, playing high on emotion. However, system and consistency is always the measure. We just fall short. Today, we score first and head right into the low block. Makes no sense. Uh, Bish, an improvement on the Fulham game, but that's not difficult. I still don't think it will be enough to keep his job. Uh, and last but not least, because we've had so many Grant Fellows, uh, Cooper selected the players who he knew would give him everything. Maybe not the flashiest or as technically gifted, but they will fight for the shirt. If that was to be Cooper's last match, I'm glad he got to end it, uh, not end it on that horror show at the cottage. Um, thank you very much for all you slept on it for. Um, obviously, just 37 people here, guys, uh, watching. Uh, thank you all for joining us on a on an early start. Um, Nice to see some familiar faces in the comments as well. So that's really nice. Um, we're gonna. I just wanted to ask you both a question about some some of those points actually on slept on it thoughts and Reese. We and and Lee. We spoke about this in in the group chat because obviously we're now looking like it's kind of a game by game basis for Cooper, but we're not quite sure. Um, what what do you think you want to see from the club? In terms of clarity, uh, Reese, do do you want him to come out and say we're either backing him or, or getting rid of him? Because it's it's unfair on a lot of people, fans, Cooper himself, obviously players, etc. What what's your initial? Yeah, thought? that's what they've got to do, mate. Because you know it's it's ridiculous, isn't it? Really going on a game by game um, basis. You know, I had someone reply to me on Twitter saying, "Oh, it, it's." Um, it's just all media stuff and it's nothing from the club. Well, who do you think's leaking this information to the media? They're not just writing stuff, make-believe stuff, are they? It's coming from the club. That is, or oh, there might be a change at Forest. Yeah, they've got they've either got to back him and say, look, we believe this is this guy is going to take us forward, or they've got to have the courage of the convictions if this is what they're thinking. And, and make the change. We can't keep going on it by a game-by-game game basis. You know, it's like you just said, Adam, it's not fair on the fans. I mean, it will, I know the lads, Toffolo, Gibbs White come out and says they're all behind the manager, but you can't tell me that uncertainty doesn't think, have an effect on the players as well. And as well for Steve, because, you, you know, he, he, every, when he comes on the radio the last two games, he just sounds... He's been so emotional the last two games, and you can see how much it means to him. It's just, you know, I get, I get this, I get this pressure and that, and this level of course to his, but you know, so it kind of is like you feel like sometimes just put the bloke out his misery. You know what I mean? If it's going to be like this every every single day, we, it we'll, we'll see this week. You know, all the talk, all the talk this week is going to be about into oh yeah, we we need a result. Friday always gone. 
it's, it's not ideal. I don't really know what the solution is, to be honest, but I, I think they've got to, yeah, they've got to make a decision either way, really. I, th- I think what what's of what's obviously keeping Stephen a job from the owner's perspective is just the connection with the fans, isn't it? Um, I think they're definitely worried about, this is what I've said on uh, the last part, if they, if they bring someone else in, he gets off to a bad start and it could go toxic very quickly. And we obviously don't want that because we are at this moment in time in a bit of a relegation battle. So, yeah, um, you know, I've, I've also said this part, I'm with Steve Cooper till the end, um, to the bitter end. Um, so if he's in charge Friday night, I hope he is because the ground should be rocking um, and Tottenham I'm hoping Tottenham don't win today because they're on a bit, a little bit of a rut at the minute. They've got a few in, got a few injuries, so you never know in football. But yeah, I'll at least have his say, see what he thinks. I, I just, I'm a little bit uneasy with the notion that people want the club to come out and back him because football clubs don't do that. Um, it's it's rare anyway. It's rare that they, we backed him last year. We gave him a new contract. That was the news. That was that's what we did. Well, we're not going to give him another new contract. I just think it's a case of no news is good news at the minute. Um, it's not ideal, but I think ultimately, I've said on this podcast before, if you're not if you're not the manager of a, a top six club, you're never more than three games away from the sack. Um, that that's all how I always look at it because every club that's not in the top six is desperate to stay in the Premier League. And if a club slips to look at Villa last season, this time last season, Villa were edging towards the bottom under Gerrard. Probably was a little bit longer than this time last season but you, you get the point and it's like a club that size was willing to to make the change um there and then so like i say he's never more than three games away from the site it just so happens that we kind of it's one win in 12 now um but yeah i'm just like i say i i hope he gets that i'm with reese I'm, I'm with cooper till the end but and i hope he gets the chance to, to continue what he's done the only thing i would say is that if we're not going to make the change now I think Cooper probably should get at least, at the very least, the Christmas period. Um, it shouldn't. It's weird because on a game-to-game basis, well, it, the funny thing is, if we play, let's say we play Bournemouth and we lose five-nil, that's the sort of result that's probably going to. Mind you, saying that, man, you lost three-nil to Bournemouth yesterday, so that's probably not a good barometer. But you get my point. It's like. Any manager who loses five-nil at home, for example, is going to be under pressure. Is is in that isolated instant, they're just going to be under pressure. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I certainly don't think the answer is for the club to every time we, every time there's a little bit of speculation, oh no, we're going to back him. Like Reese has said, it's probably the club that's feeding this information to the press. So mm. they're not going to do that. They're not going to come out and say, yeah, we're backing him. The, the fact is we're not, they're not sacking him. So right now they are backing him. They're not doing it publicly, but they are backing him by not sacking him. So, um, <clears throat> Yeah, it's it's a strange one, um, but yeah, I just think there's got to be an element of realism with it, and and say that the the current form isn't good enough. That yeah. if he pulled the plug today, for example, you couldn't really argue against the owner because he want he's ambitious, he wants us to move up the league, but it probably would be like we said on the last podcast we did. The emphasis goes on the owner then. If we sack him after a good performance and a decent point, it's people aren't going to look at it that it's that we've just had that result and that performance. They're going to look at it as, oh well, that's a bit harsh. You should have given one more game. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the solution is. I don't know what the answer is. But I don't think the answer is for the club to keep coming out every single time and saying we're backing the manager. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply, see mcdonalds.com. It's just more this like, um, oh, he's, he's got to win this game or he's kind of gone, uh, you know, the, the, you're just adding more pressure on, aren't you, really? Um, it, just to go on your point at the end there as well, Lee, the players have come out and backed him yesterday. 
Yeah. You know, I, I've seen a couple of comments on Twitter of, oh, what are they meant to this? What are they meant to say? But Harry Toffler went out his way to back him. He could have easily just shirked that question saying, yeah, good point. Um, yeah, we're happy to kind of stop the rot and moved on. He went out his way to back his back the manager yesterday. He also mentioned about having clear the air talks on Thursday, which is something we mentioned on this pod. So maybe that's what was needed because, as again, we've said, the last two performances was a joke yesterday. They all gave it 100%. You know, the quality might not have been there at the top of the pitch because, you know, confidence is low, but you can't fault everyone's effort yesterday. I, I, pers- I personally as well, just to finish on that point, I don't think, I think a lot of the stuff I've certainly read, it's been journalists kind of saying, if he doesn't win this, he might get the sack. No mm. one's, I don't think anyone's actually officially, no one would ever say you've got to win this game, otherwise we're going to sack you. That would just be madness. I think it's a lot of, it's a lot of um, sensationalism from the media, isn't it? Oh, if you don't win this one, he might get sacked. Well, yeah, he might do. I mean, I, I, if if Ten Hag goes to Liverpool next week and gets smacked eight 0 he might get the sack. He might not. I'd, I'd just rather all these things be internal because, like you say, like, there's going to be pressure. Because why is it one win in eleven or twelve? Of course, there's going to be oh. pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, but do these things internally. That again, this is keep saying this. Go back to the last part. Leaking things to the British media does not do anyone any favours because, like you just mentioned, the sensationalised stuff and twist things, you know, and they don't put that in the headline, oh, he might be sacked. That'll be in the article somewhere at the bottom in small print. So leaking stuff to the media, just do these things internally. Yeah, I personally think we've got the fight in the squad because it, it, most of these players were, were here amongst it last season. We've definitely got the quality because we have improved it, whether you like to think that or not. Like, I mean, Ibrahim Sangari has been getting an absolute bashing this week, more more so than what John Joe Shelby got last season. And he was an absolute farce, to be honest. So I do think we've, we've got it within us. And I think the clear the air talks, hopefully, is that kind of catalyst to get it amongst it, saying like, we are good enough and we've got a lot of bottle in this team. And sometimes I think like, a few handbags in, in, in training and that sort of thing kind of will get that out of people almost. I get there's a, a bit of a language barrier with a few players like Dominguez and Sangari and, and et cetera, but football's a universal language for me. I think I, I think it's very black and white in that sense. So we, we can get out of this mess. And I mean, I don't see why we can't go and beat Tottenham on, on Friday night, regardless if they win or, or lose today anyway. I know they're a good side and Postacoglu likes to play this style of football, which is adventurous. But there's no reason why we can't beat anyone at the city ground. I've always said that as as long as the, the players are at it and the, the crowds at it. And I mean, the crowd was very much at, it at Wolves yesterday in support of the manager. And, and fair play to the to the travelling supporters there that that went that went after, especially after the drubbing of of, of Wednesday. But we're going to get into some player performance before we talk about Spurs in a little bit more detail. Rishu very much complained to me about players. Reviews and everything. Um, I don't care what you say. I've given you Harry Toffolo to begin with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that bloody the Toffolo soldier. That. Yeah, Toffolo. No, um, I, I do, I do like Harry because he's just, he's just an honest professional. Isn't he? He's someone who's worked his way up from the bottom. You know, I think he was at Lincoln wanting it would have been what would it have been nationwide probably division three back then or coca-cola league two back then um and he's someone who's worked his way up to the top and he's been given a you know last season he had a, a few chances didn't he i mean he started the west ham home game at the start of the season i think he actually kind of assisted the goal didn't he really when lingard yeah. fluffed it and then it, it won you sins and went to so he's had a few 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 fleeting chances you'd probably say last season because with respect, we had Renan Lodi at left-back, who's a Brazil international, now gone on to play European football with Marseille. So, But this season, he, you know, he's got he's, he's got the shirt um, and he's overall been pretty solid. You know, I've, it's unfair to say he's been poor the last two games, which he has, but God, who, who hadn't? Um, and then yesterday, he's came back and he showed the commitment and desire what you want from a player. You know, he's got on the end of a great cross from Nico Williams at the back post, as Lee discussed earlier. And it's just a shame he didn't have some stilettos on and he might have just um, had it as uh, three points. But no, I, I, he gives his all for Forrest Harry Toffolo. Um, and I mean, that is, you know, all you can ask for at some time, especially when, you know, your back's against the wall and the rut we're in. So, um, yeah, 
yeah, um, he's he, he's done he's done well. And he's definitely someone who's deserved his shirt. Um, I'm literally looking at his shirt now, just on the wall. So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I like I like Harry a lot. He's he's just an honest professional, isn't he? Definitely, I think he's a man of the could be a man of the people for sure. But um, Lee, I, you you asked and I gave it you, and even though Reese said it was a fix, I'd already actually wrote my notes way before you'd asked for it. Um, I, I, I was desperate for Christian to have this before I knew he was going to Paris. Nico bloody Williams. I mean, he put in a performance of a number seven maraudering from right wing back yesterday. Yeah, I mean, Christian's always, in our group chat, he was uh, adamant that he only plays well against Gibraltar, wasn't he? But um, I, what I like, I'm almost of the opinion with Williams of what I was a few weeks ago with Toffolo. When a player's out of the team, all you want them to do when they get a chance is play like Nico Williams did yesterday. He was absolutely, in the second half, he was absolutely brilliant. I, I'd actually go as far as saying in the second half, that was one of the best solo performances I've seen since we got promoted to the Premier League from a Forest player. He was that good. Um, again, I might get stick for that, but I don't care. It's my opinion. I'm having it. I, I genuinely <laughs> thought he was that good. Even when, one criticism I've had in the past of Williams is that when he loses the ball, he's sometimes slow to react. There was one occasion yesterday where he lost the ball and he didn't even think about it. He, he was he was back, he was hassling, and I think he got a toe in and put it out for a throw in. That all we ask is for these young players who get chances to come in and just improve, show signs of improvement, show signs that you're willing to, that you're not, that you've not been happy for the last few. I, I mean, I wasn't aware that he'd actually started a game this season. He actually played against Sheffield United, which I wasn't aware of. Um, but yeah, for all I, all we ask is, all I ask, should I say, is that a player comes in and shows that they've been royally cheesed off. Um, that they've not been playing. And that's what Williams did yesterday. He he, he basically said to the manager, you can't drop me now. Um, and yeah, he was just he was just brilliant. Um, don't really know what else to say. I'm still actually reeling from Reese thinking that Harry Toffolo played professional football when Nationwide was sponsoring the Football League. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it would have been Coca-Cola, wouldn't it? I lost, I lost my train of thought just on that. I was, I was yeah, I've been, been away to see when Nationwide. I've got a bit Nationwide. Far, about 03, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I think Harry Toffolo was probably about that, six. To be fair, that is, that, that is a shocker, that is. It would have, what would it been Coca-Cola or Sky? Was it, called the Blue, yeah. was it called the Blue Round Square or whatever? You know what I mean? Uh, National League was that one in Blue Square. <laughs> it, it, it did tickle me, that's all. Um, it, it just knocked me completely off my train of Nico Williams thought. But yeah, he was just he was just brilliant. Like I said previously with a previous question, his end product sometimes has been in question, but even that yesterday was brilliant. And uh, yeah, long may it continue. I, I actually think, and I, I've not kind of shied away from saying it in front of Christian before, that if we play a system with wing-backs, then Williams is probably the man who gets the nod for me on the right because all of his qualities typically are better going forward. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but yesterday I actually thought he was quite good defensively as well. So, I hope he plays Friday because um, he was really good. Yeah, he personally, he was my man of the match. Um, definitely moving on to a five, isn't he? Rather than yeah, a four. Definitely. definitely. Um, Reese, um, moving on to, to your second player and, and last one. Um, Orman Gala seems to have learned from midweek of wearing a Fulham shirt going towards Forest <laughs> fans. I don't think that, that it's not the issue if we've if we've drawn or won the game. It was no. the fact that we'd got battered 5 0, but <laughs> some performance from him in central midfield. To, and and I mean, some lovely, lovely feet pirouetting away from a few Wolves players. I love, I, I enjoyed that thoroughly. Yeah, well, you know, Mangala, to be fair to him, actually took some time to settle. So there's a little hint to some fans. Um, you know, this season we've seen the best of him, haven't we? You know, I think last season he, he really struggled to complete 90 minutes, really. Um, mm. I mean, you could probably count on one hand about 90 minutes of games you can. So it does take time for some players. Um, you know, this season he's been, re he's been really good. I mean, at the start of the season, I was asking you guys, oh, I'm not sure, kind of, I've seen little glimpses of what he can do, but I'm not sure what he can you know, he needs to show it kind of more and, you know, establish himself more. And this season, I think he's definitely done that. Um, you know, you don't... I know they've kind of gone past their golden generation now, Belgium, but you must be... You have to be half-decent to play for them. They must still be in the top 10 of that of the world rankings, maybe Belgium. So, um, yeah, he, he, he's one who's pretty much, you'd say, cemented in the team, isn't he? Probably one of the only ones at the minute, ironically. And he was coming along nicely with... Sangare and Dominguez, I thought, but a couple of stinkers, and all of a sudden we've got two duds on his hands, apparently. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, 
he's he's he's, sh- he's shown me his qualities. I think this season, Mangala, what he can do. Um, <laughs> I, I enjoyed. I don't know if you guys watched it, but Origi and I was talking to each other on Amazon, and they always say that Mangala in training, like he's so good at shielding the ball, um, really good in like tight spaces. And I've also got um, a friend and who's friends with one of the academy lads um, who's trained with the first team a few times. He says apparently it's ridiculously difficult to get the ball off Mangala. So, yeah, he's, he's definitely someone you'd probably say set in stone in the team in a minute. And, you know, consistency-wise, he's probably up there as one of our best players this season, you'd have to say. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, Lee, no means, uh, no means last. Um, someone who I think is kind of starting to step up into a a very much a leadership role and, and has shown that in the last couple of games, although it's been, and it's been really tough. And that's Musa Niakate. Yeah, um, very decent again. Um, the only bit, the only surprise I had yesterday that was that Niakate lined up as the left of the three. Hmm. I just think that Cooper's, we've seen before, I mean, I, I think back to the championship again, when we had Scott McKenna kind of playing as one of, like a Chris Wilder centre back almost, didn't we? Getting higher up the pitch, and I would, I would have thought that Murillo would be more suited to that role. Um, yeah, because obviously he's got the energy as well to get up and down. But so that was the only surprising uh, factor. But yeah, I like Niakate. Um I mean, I, I saw all sorts of stuff recently saying that he's the worst defender at the club and stuff like that. But obviously, you have to take what you read on certain social media platforms with a pinch of salt, don't you? But yeah, I've always liked him. I think he's good. I think the big challenge for us with Niakate is keeping him fit and fresh. Um, he's clearly had some some injury problems in the past, uh, which we need to resolve uh, and manage carefully. But um, yeah, he was good again. One thing I do like about him is he's kind of... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? He shows that he's barking instructions, doesn't he? He's quite uh, colourful. He's quite animated with his, um, with what he's doing on the pitch. He looks like a leader, I think is what I'm saying. Um, so, yeah, he's another one that I think we've, we're scratching around for that one captain now that Worrell's kind of been uh, cast aside, aren't we? And I think he would be uh, one candidate. If he could prove that he could stay fit, I think he'd be quite a... He'd certainly be in the top two if you're having a captain and advice, I suppose. Um, so alongside Yates, I suppose he is the, the captain figure in the, certainly of the players that started yesterday. I'd say. Mm, um, so yeah, he, yeah, he was good. He was good. Um, I think we've got to remember as well that he's another player that's not played loads of Premier League football. He's still adapting, um, and perhaps he's another one that does benefit from having two centre halves alongside him rather than uh, just a, another one. Um, so yeah, he, again, he, he was good. And he's a leader, and I think we're a better team with him playing and not sat on the bench. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, Friday night is uh, Spurs and the return of Brennan Johnson. Uh, They're going through a very rough period of results. No wins in five before today's fixture um, against... They play Newcastle. I might be wrong. Yeah, Yeah. playing Newcastle today. Um, So, providing Cooper is still in charge, which I believe he is, I think we would have already heard by now if he he is, is or isn't. So, um, Reese, how do you see us? Do you see us lining up similar to that we did against Wolves, or or, or do you think some of those who maybe sat out yesterday get another opportunity? How, how, how do you see it going from your perspective? Well, the players what were dropped yesterday. I mean, the players that come in showed the example of this is what you've got to do to play for Nottingham Forest, aren't it? This is the effort you've got to give. This is the desire for the badge you've got to give. They showed all of that yesterday. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if Steve is in charge because you might have jinxed it there, Adam, <laughs> saying, uh, oh, we haven't heard yet. So um, if Steve is in charge, which I'm hoping he is, it wouldn't surprise if he was to go with the same team as a kind of reward for the lads who played, gave everything yesterday. And, and you, you, you couldn't argue really with that. Um, I think... Personally, my voice went up then. I, I think personally, this is um, a game that, oh, saying this, putting my neck on the line here, yeah, I think this is a game that could suit because I've watched Spurs a lot this season. And yes, they're brilliant to watch. They're really exciting. You guys know I'm a massive fan of Posta Cogger. This is someone when uh, Steve was under pressure last season who I'd said I'd like to see at Forest because I've watched him quite a lot for Celtic. Um, but they play that high line, which is definitely 
getting behind the bully fat Stephen away. Exploitable. Um, yeah, exploitable is the, is the word I'm looking for. Especially when we've got, you know, Anthony Langer is really quick. Um, Gibbs White, who can press Conte and, and accelerate quite quickly as well. Um, see, this might be like that. With that formation in mind, it might be a game for Callum Hudson-Odoi, but he was one who was dropped yesterday. So, I'm not too sure um, on that. You know, there's going to be a a lot of attacking from Tottenham because that's what they do. And it wouldn't surprise if it's kind of a crazy game and there's a lot of goals. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I am looking forward to it. It should be, the atmosphere should be electric. You know, there's no excuses. Friday night, under the lights, you know, Tottenham are a, you know, you class them as a big six club, aren't they? Doing really well this season. You know, as you said, and Brennan Johnson's coming back. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it already. Done a prediction. Yeah, why not? Um, you put yourself on the spot there. That's your own fault. Well, you know, um, ah, we'll go, we'll win. Um, two one to Forest. All right. Well, Lee, before you get in, Christian sent me his uh, his predictions too. So he did see, send me some sets on it, but I completely forgot. Um, so I'm sorry, Christian. Um, Lee, thoughts? Um, would you change anything? How would you approach the game, etc.? It's it's a difficult one against the Spurs that like to marauder forward. I think if everyone's fit, I don't think he can change anything. I think he's kind of um, set himself up now. Um, yeah. I think every single player gave him everything they had yesterday. Um, so I don't think he can change anything. One thing I would say is Kriati has not played for a while and he, he did hobble off. It did look to be more, without being a, a physio or anything, it looked more fatigue, I think, than um, than perhaps an injury. Uh, but yeah, uh, I can't see him changing anything. Um, I echo everything Reese has just said. I've liked watching Tottenham this season. That said, I don't think they're the same side without Madison. I think he was the one making them tick. Um, so him not played. Madison never seems to play against us for some reason. Um, <laughs> he, he played twice. He played last season because he, he batters it. Oh, he, away he did. Yeah, yeah, of course he did. Of course he did. Ah, isn't it? He did play yeah, in the FA uh, Cup though. Right. Okay. Yeah. He never seems to do much against us. Obviously, <laughs> away. Thank God he, he played Friday. You're um, missing Van der Ven, aren't you? As well, who's massive yeah, for him at the back. And I, I think they do play such a high line. We've got to get some pace on there. But again, I, I, I'd be. I'd err on the side of caution with making too many changes because we said on the last pod, didn't we? Cooper is, is renowned for making four or five changes. This is a good chance now after that performance yesterday not to do that um, and play with the same players. Um, I think it'll be a good game, actually. I think it'll be open. I think it'll be, let's face it, if it all clicks for Tottenham, they, they've got the potential to blow us away. But at the same time, if we show kind of the resilience that we had yesterday defensively, um, I think another thing that the fans have got to remember is we're not going to have loads of the ball against a team like Tottenham. And I think it's it's funny, actually, because I went round to uh, the father-in-law yesterday and he's watching. we were watching Liverpool Palace. Every time Liverpool passed the ball backwards, he moans and groans. Why are they passing backwards? Why are they passing backwards? I was like, did they lose the ball? No. Well then, what's the problem? I said, you're one of them... He goes to watch Mansfield quite a lot. I said, you're one of them people, aren't you, that sits at Field Mill... And every time there's a backwards pass, you're moaning and groaning. And he just laughed, because he is. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like it. I, I just think it, you keep the ball, you keep possession. What you you've got go to backwards remember, to go forwards. Absolutely. I think <laughs> a game like Tottenham, we're not going to have much of the ball. It's important that we kind of remember that and back, kind of stick with the team. It can be frustrating at times, and we all have little moans and groans, but it's just remember to important to remember that in games like this, we've kind of just got to compete and hope that we can take our chances when they come. Uh, and I think without Tottenham play, chances will come. Um, given Alanga keeps rattling crossbars and posts, we could probably do without big chances not falling to him, I guess. Um, I think it'll be a draw, if I'm being honest. I think Tottenham will probably beat Newcastle today. They're struggling a little bit, aren't they, with um, injuries and stuff. Tottenham will probably get something. Is it at Newcastle? Spurs. No, Spurs. Yeah, so there we go. They'll, they'll probably get something today and get them back on track. But I actually think we've got potential to get a draw. Um, I'll go for 1-1. One, one. I think I don't think there'll be too many goals in it. Um, it'll probably be about 6 all now, I've said that, won't it? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll go one all. I think I think we, it might be one of those games where we get another early goal, but then we're forced to do quite a bit of defending and 
um, and they do get something given the quality yeah. they've got. But I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a good game. Yeah, a final one for me. I mean, it's it's such a tough game to kind of go into. Like like I say, Spurs, even though they've not been getting results, they've still been playing really well when I've watched them. They still look bloody good. Um, I do think like the the tone and the and the tempo of the game needs to be set by us almost in terms of being aggressive. I think. I mean, the, the interesting battle will be Nico Williams versus Brennan Johnson because obviously we know how quick Brennan can be. But if Nico Williams can kind of thump him early doors, we know that Brennan Johnson likes to hide all game. So I'm I'm kind of hoping that kind of happens and falls into place. I know I'm probably writing my own um, death warrant. Yeah, you yeah, I am with that one. But bugger him. Do you know what I mean? Hit him early and if it hit him hard. That's what I think is the message for me. Um, <laughs> Um, I don't want to. I don't expect I, that's a respectful thing because yeah, I know yeah, what, yeah. what that is. I, I expect Brendan Johnson to get a really good reception because it, it, at the end oh, of the day, of course he will do. It, he he, he, he did do. really well for us. So, you know, good reception for the lad. Um, whilst he's playing, boo him at every opportunity, I say. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I think it's going to be a tough game. I think the crowd is going to be really up for it behind Cooper uh, if because I think people will realise that it's either. It's to help him keep his job or, or or send him off. So I think either way is kind of it's going to be a good thing almost in in that sense. And hopefully we can get the result. My heart says we'll beat Tottenham two one, but I do think we'll we'll draw maybe two two as well. I think I'm going to go for a high scoring draw there. But which you get which again, if we wasn't under real pressure, would be a decent result. To be a really good result. You know what I mean? It's just really good we need, result. We, we just need that win, don't we, from somewhere. Definitely. And quick. Yeah. Um but anyway, that's it for all of us. We will have a Spurs preview with uh Flav from the Fighting Cock. So watch out for that. Um 43 people on our first live stream on a Sunday morning at nine o'clock. It's sensational stuff, I have to admit. Um, so thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you in the next one. Uh, it was obviously that Spurs and then a review of Spurs on, on probably the Saturday or the Sunday, whichever we do. Uh, we'll see you then. And come on, you Reds. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. 'Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, eighteen plus serving times, delivery free in terms apply, see McDonald's.com. <laughs> 